Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, Adore Labs, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. And while you're on the website, click on the link for the new Corvette Today merchandise store. There you can purchase Corvette Today hats, t-shirts, jackets, koozies, coffee cups, mouse pads, and much more. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 2,700 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, Corvette Fever Magazine. Corvette Fever has been relaunched with an online and printed version. The online version has incredible interactivity with hidden photos and information, and the printed version is like nothing you've ever seen before, huge and glossy. Get your free online version at CorvetteFeverMag.com. You can also sign up for the printed version there as well. Corvette Fever Magazine, come along for the ride. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. It's time to get the latest Corvette news and headlines with my buddy Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is a regular guest on Corvette Today. He's here twice per month, every other week, to keep you up to date on what's going on with America's sports car. Keith, welcome back to the show. And I have to, on a personal note, say congratulations. Keith lives in Tampa, and his Tampa Bay Lightning last week won the Stanley Cup in the National Hockey League for the second straight year in a row, which is very difficult to do. Yeah, it's an exciting time for Tampa because forever we had the worst sports team. I say team because we had the Buccaneers for years that just didn't do anything. Back in the day when I worked in radio, I worked for the station that had the broadcasting rights for the Buccaneers. And I remember just getting doors into my face. No one wanted to talk to people. The team's a loser. But boy, has that all changed? We've got the Tampa Bay Lightning now. This has really become a hockey town too, which is a lot of fun. But the Lightning, two in a row. Of course, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year. The Tampa Bay Rays and baseball were in the World Series so all of a sudden, you know, it's like title town around here. So it's been a lot of fun and pretty exciting. Very nice, buddy. Well, let's get to Corvette news. Let's get an update on Corvette production. Yeah, so we had a couple closures back in May. We remember those weeks off. But now we've got four solid weeks of production. 
cars have been averaging about 177 per day over those last four weeks. So it's a little bit down. I don't want to say a lot down. We've had a couple weeks where they were doing about 172 per day, which generally is a down day within the week that brings down the average. So, you know, 172, 175, 177 cars per day. It's still a very good output. Actually, we've got like nine weeks to go before we get to the week of 9-6. September 6th is Labor Day. That's a Monday. We know of a couple dealers that have had customer TPWs, cars that are going to be built that week of 9-6. These are 2021s. So we could see the change over that week. It could be the next week. We're waiting to see what those last reported TPWs are. And I think that'll give us a really good idea of when we can expect the model year to do its changeover. And Stephen, some other production news. We did get the quarterly update for second quarter on total sales for the Corvette. And General Motors reported 7,971 new Corvettes were delivered to their customers during April, May, and June. So it was a solid quarter. It was about 1,000 cars less than fourth quarter of 2020. And I think you can basically attribute those 1,000 cars to those weeks being down at the plant in May. That's why we're seeing a deficit there. But they're selling them as fast as they can build them. They're delivering them as fast as they can build them. It's great to see at least these sales numbers. We talk about this, you know, when Corvette was number one on the sales charts and the fastest selling car. These are the fun times right now because at some point things will change. We'll start seeing cars on dealer lots. They'll be there for a little while. There might not be the same kind of excitement. But as for right now, yeah, these things are just moving like hotcakes. I got to believe that GM's happy with what they're seeing. That sounds good. And also I saw on the order guide for 2022, they've got something near and dear to my heart. They've got carbon fiber high wings and also the trim on the intake on the door. That's in carbon fiber too. That's a great option. Yeah. So the order guide dropped. And if you aren't familiar with the order guide, it can be some dry reading. It's just 40, 50, 60 pages of data. But what it does is it shows all the options. It shows standard equipment versus what you can get on the different trim levels and what's required and what's not required. And for For data geeks like me, I really like to get in there and look around and see what's new and what's coming. We did see these new LPO options. These are dealer installed options where we'll have a carbon fiber boomerang, a carbon fiber high wing. But you know what? We just had some information come out with the pricing and those weren't on there. So that tells us that these are probably a little bit of a later availability. Okay. They're on the order guide. So they are expected in 2022. We just don't have any pricing for them yet, which tells us that they're going to be and they weren't even on the pricing sheet. So they're going to be coming along probably just a little bit later. Very interesting. And speaking of ordering, ordering is now open, but there's a catch, right? Well, yeah, because as of the earlier last week, ordering had actually opened on July 1st, but the caveat was there was no pricing in the system. So dealers were putting these orders in. Some of them like to get them in there. Some dealers don't put them in right away. It just depends. They wait for allocations to match up. I don't know which way is the best way, but some dealers were obviously putting their customers in there, getting them order numbers. These are orders that can be changed, coupe convertible, black car, blue car. You can make a lot of changes to it. And when these dealers are entering in these orders without the pricing, they're going to have to update them anyways, because obviously they need the price to show up there before anything moves forward beyond that. So yeah, good news is ordering is open. Now we're probably looking at two weeks to go or so before the actual order cycle opens. And the order cycle is when GM tells dealers how many cars they have to order. And then those dealers match up their customers with those allocations and submit them. So we're about two weeks away from that, we think. Again, we don't really know. It's just what's been expected, what dealers are talking about, what they're looking 
look forward to. Also, there's new pricing on Z51, the front-end lift, and destination fees. We just talked about the destination fees in our last News and Headlines podcast, so give us an update on all those three things. Okay. So Chevrolet had announced last month that they were going to do a $1,200 increase on the car. And what we learned, again, this was a leak from the General Motors workbench ordering system. It showed all the options. Some of them have prices, some don't. So now all of a sudden, we've got more data to work with. Within the order system, we found that that $1,200, a thousand of it is the trim. So the 1LT, 2LT, 3LT are all going up by a thousand dollars. And then GM raised the destination fee from $1,095 to $1,295. So there's your extra $200 there. There's your $1,200 total that everybody's got to pay no matter what. So now that you've got that out of the way, as we're going down this list, we find that some of the really popular options have also been increased. One of them, and this one actually caught us by surprise because Z51 Performance Package, they had already raised it last year and they raised it substantially. It went from $5,000 in 2020 to $59.95 in 2021, and now it's going up to $6,345 for the Z51 Package. And this is a package that nearly 70% of Corvettes are ordered with. So again, there's something that's going to be another fee that you got to pay to get the Z51. It'll be interesting to see if that does anything to the take rates. I don't think it will. I mean, you're basically talking about $300. But yeah, we'll see what happens there. But the other surprise too was the E60 front end lift also saw another increase. It's now at $2,260. When it came out originally in 2020, it was $1,400. So we've seen an $860 increase over the last three years with that. A couple other little increases. Black Trident wheels were increased by $100 to 2995. The high wing is now 1250. There's a few more a lot of little LPOs maybe went up like $20 here, $20 there, but those are the big impacts that I think that will affect most people. Again, you know, we're dealing with an inflationary environment. Everything's more expensive, shipping's more expensive. We kind of said that we were expecting some of these options to go up along with the $1200 increase announced earlier. Now we can see which they targeted, which was some popular options there. Absolutely right. And our last item on the news list is that Executive Chief Engineer Taj Jector has talked about allowing access for the ECU on the new C8 Corvette. What's the backstory on that one, Keith? So the backstory is that the 2020 Corvettes are operating on what GM calls their Global B architecture. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that these cars are pushing a lot more data than they ever have before. So there's security concerns there. But I think the most depressing thing that they're concerned about, obviously, is they do over-the-air updates. So they don't want anybody to get in there and to be able to hack a car and maybe cause bad things to happen to it. Unfortunately, you're thinking about bad actors doing that. That impacts the tuners that just want to make these cars go faster. This ECU, the engine control module or control unit, is encrypted now, and they can't get into it. And we've heard that some people have been able to get into it, but then it changes within like 30 minutes or so. So anything that they've done is gone in a race. Wow. It's just a constant battle that they're trying to get in there to do that. So I think at some point, maybe somebody might be able to do it. But again, when you're talking some major encryption, obviously you need some computing power behind it to get through there. And I don't know if we're there yet. So far, we haven't really seen anybody be able to do that. And Taj is basically saying, yeah, these are our systems. Unfortunately, we can't go out and benchmark and do all this testing for all these aftermarket products. We've got our own stuff to worry about. So they said it's just not going to happen, except he did throw out a caveat that they have worked with Callaway. Obviously, there's a relationship there. If there's anybody that they do decide to work with, it'll be somebody like that. 
Again, Callaway offers not only a warranty on their work with being able to order it through select General Motors dealerships, but then also they do share some customer data back and there's probably some other engineering sharing as well. If anybody's going to be able to get access to it, hopefully it'll be Callaway. But so far, it doesn't sound like anybody's been granted access yet. Yep, that sounds right, right. And it's bad news for aftermarket tuners, but it's good news for us as new C8 Corvette owners. Let's take our first break, buddy. And in the second segment of Corvette Today, we will talk about racing and rumors on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith is here to keep us up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. In this second segment, we're going to talk about Corvette racing and rumors. First of all, Keith, a couple weeks ago, Corvette was at Watkins Glen. How did everything turn out? You know, it went pretty good for the team in yellow. And when I say the team in yellow, I mean the number three car. This was interesting. They actually ran back-to-back races at Watkins Glen. They did the six-hour race, which we talked about the last podcast. And then they were there the following weekend for a regular two-hour, 40-minute sprint race. The Corvettes race, there was only the Porsche WeatherTech car that was in the GTLM class. The BMWs were there the week before for the six-hour race. They're just doing the endurance races. For this race, it was just the three cars in GTLM. I can report that we came in first and second. Again, Antonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor won, so they swept at Watkins Glen. Their championship points now seemed we're getting to the point where it might be insurmountable in terms of the number four car being able to come back. They pretty much have to win everything, I would think, to do that. Right now, the number three car is just running well. Looks like our next race is Lime Rock Park, July 16th and 17th. That's a two-hour, 40-minute race. I think after that, they might be going to Le Mans. I have to look at the schedule, but I know that Le Mans is coming up there. So as they're doing all the preparation for Lime Rock and coming off of Watkins Glen, they've got to be thinking France in the back of their minds. Absolutely right. And also, Laura Clouser gave us an update on the C8R's conversion to GT3 specs for next year. Yeah, so I don't think they're actually doing this. 
When they were at Belle Isle in June, we got told it's still another few weeks off. The announcement's going to be made. Again, we're waiting to see exactly what they're going to announce for Corvette Racing, as well as their LMDH program. Is Cadillac going to go on the LMDH? Are they even going to go after LMDH? It's hard to say right now. Commenting on what they have to do for Corvettes and the GT3s, obviously they're working with IMSA to try to get waivers to be able to use those cars. She says, we can do it. It's just a huge investment and we can't do it overnight. So that's the problem. That's why they're looking for the extension. But one of the interesting things she says is that other than the cars being a little bit slower and having a little bit less downforce in GT3, the conversion, not super easy, but one of the major points it sounds like it is, is the addition of ABS brakes. She called that a big, easy one for the Corvette racing team. So I think what they're doing right now is they're obviously scoping all out, seeing what they can do, seeing what they can get from IMSA. And then I think from there, they'll probably make their announcement. I'm hoping that we get that announcement before Le Mans, but that's probably when there's so much news that comes out about Le Mans. Sometimes they like to sneak that stuff in there, make an announcement for the following year because they know people are watching. It does sound like the Corvettes are going to be racing at IMSA for a couple more years. I think that's a good thing. I think people want to see the GT car race because that's what they watch on Sunday and that's what they can buy on Monday. Absolutely right, buddy. Well, we'll wait and see what Laura has to offer for us and keep our ears to the ground and kind of patiently wait for her announcement, I guess, right? Yeah, the more I think about this, I think, well, maybe Corvette should go LMDH. There's a couple big teams have already have said they're going that way, and it'd be fun to be competing for the ultimate prize, the overall win at Le Mans. But at the same time, too, the GTD class, they have so many entries there. It'd be nice to get into a class where there's eight, nine, ten cars again. Right. We forget how good that racing was when we see just the two and three cars together. That's not as much fun. There's not as much excitement watching that. So obviously a change has got to be made. It's just we hope that it goes the right way. Well, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. That's for sure. Yep. Also, the Simeon Museum brings out their number two 1963 Grand Sport, which was really, really cool to see. You know, when you think about cars and museums, you think they're just there. They're languishing. They're gathering dust. People can come by and look at them. But you don't get experience that heart-pounding V8 going and the, the exhaust and the smell. And what I really like about the Simeon Museum is that they actually demonstrate their cars. So they'll have these demonstration days and they'll bring out two or three cars. They have a nice big lot in the back that they can run them up and down. And that's what they do. They have people stand back behind a guardrail and they'll just let people get right up and close when they start the car. Everybody jumps back when it was the Corvette Grand Sport starting up because, I mean, come on, it's the Grand Sport. There's no mufflers on it. It's just open pipes. They ran up and down a few times. It's just fun to see this car. It's the number two chassis, which is the Roadster. And it was campaigned by George Winterstein back in the day. He's actually come to the Simeon and drove his car previously at doing one of these demonstration days. You hate to see a car just sitting there when you want to be able to see it and hear it and feel it. So it's great that the Simeon Foundation does this. It's so cool because if it starts up, let that baby run. That's right. Yep. Also, late model racecraft has overhauled YouTuber JT Hunt's twin turbo C8, and they got some help from Fuel Tech. This was pretty interesting. Uh, how it all came about, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So TJ Hunt got one of the very first C8s in the world 
I want to say he was like 14 or number 16. I forget the exact number, but he was one of the first. And then he was also one of the first to actually put a twin turbo system on it. My understanding is, and we haven't seen the car for a while, but he'd been having some troubles with it. It just wasn't really running where he wanted it to be. And so he took it to late model racecraft in Texas and Stephen Faraday and his guys started working on it. What they did was they replaced the system with their own twin turbo system. They actually are using a secondary fueling system, a port injection, just like FuelTech does. If you remember, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, when FuelTech was doing some testing, Stephen Faraday went out there and was helping them with some stuff. The setup on the cars is similar because they put the turbos up in the engine compartment, whereas like Amelia's car, the turbos are down low by the exhaust. Right. So they're working to obviously get the bugs out of his system first, but then my guess is that they really want to be laying some horsepower down. The funny thing is I saw another video just recently where TJ Hunt bumped into Amelia Hartford. She was giving him all kinds of crap about his car being gone and in the shop and stuff. So there might be a grudge match coming up. I know they raced like eight or nine months ago. She won that one. So who knows? There's all these cars now. We're starting to hear of another car going through Cicio Performance that wants to go after the world record for speed in the C8 Corvette. Going to be a lot more people that are trying to do this now that some of the technology's out there and we've seen the proven results. Buddy, all I can say is bragging rights, it's on. It is. This is going to be good. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break, Keith, and in the final segment, we'll talk about Corvette News Lighter Side on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me this week is Keith Cornett from Corvette Blogger. Every other week, Keith and I keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. In this third and final segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. Actually, though, Keith, some really important news. Kerbeck Chevrolet is the number one Corvette dealership in the country, and it has been sold to another dealership. Talk about that. Okay, I have a little bit of interest in this. Obviously, Kerbeck was our very first sponsor going back to, gee, 2007 or so, 2008. That's how long they've been on the site with us. But they were our very first sponsor, them and Proteam. They've been the number one Corvette dealership since 1994, outselling everybody for 27 years. So obviously, when you hear that there's going to be an ownership change, a lot of people perked up and said, wow, this is obviously interesting. The other thing is their concern. Is the dealership going to be okay? Are they going to honor my order? I placed an order. Are they going to do all that? Well, the good news is all that apparently is in place. 
All orders are going to be honored. They're selling Stingrays at MSRP still. We're waiting to see what allocations are coming up for the new year under the new dealership, which is Sioka, Sioka dealerships, which is primarily based in Pennsylvania, Delaware, New York, that area. Okay. They had purchased the Kerbeck Subaru dealership earlier this year. We know now that they have also now purchased the Chevrolet dealership, the Cadillac dealership, and the Buick GMC dealership as well as part of this deal. They're already rebranded. It's SiocaCorvette.com is their website. Sioka Dealerships has all the same people there that were under Kerbeck. So Dave Salvatore is there. All the sales guys, they have the six sales guys that are all there. So so far, nothing's really changed. What you understand is that Greg Sioka, who is the CEO of the company, is apparently a real go-getter that really wants to see this dealership continue on its rich tradition of being the world's largest, selling more Corvettes than anybody. We've been told that they're going to pull out some stops to try to make that happen. We'll be interested to see how that all goes. But yeah, it's big news in the world of Corvettes whenever you have a big change like that. Absolutely. When the number one dealership changes hands, everybody stops and watches what's going on. That's for sure. Yep. Also, Gooding and Company is auctioning off a car collection from the late drummer from Rush, Neil Pert, and that included a 63 split window. Yeah, this is going to be a cool auction. He calls these the Silver Surfers. There was six or seven cars that he had. All of them are silver, except he's got one black car, which I believe is a Triumph or an MG or something. I'm not real sure. But these cars are going to be sold at Pebble Beach, August 13th and 14th at Monterey Car Week. One of his cars is a 1963 split window in silver. That'd be pretty cool to own a car owned by the drummer of Rush. And you could drive around listening to some of those great songs, thinking, man, the drummer of Rush drove this car. So that's always kind of fun. He had passed away. He's got a couple other cars. He's got a Lamborghini, I think, that's estimated to go for over a million. So that should be interesting. So we'll be paying attention to that, see what this car goes for. I'm anxious to see how that all goes because Neil Pert, being a classic rock disc jockey here in Kansas City at the number one radio station in town, we play a lot of Rush. And I miss Neil Pert. It was a shame to see him pass away. But I'm anxious to see what all these cars sell for. That's for sure. Also, the GM design team shared some early sketches of the Corvette Stingray concept from 1961. That was really, really cool to see. I really like this. This is an Instagram account, General Motors Design Studio, and they just go into their archives and some of it's real new stuff. Some of it's very old stuff. This is from 1961. What this car is, is essentially it's the very first Mako Shark. It wasn't done by Peter Brock or Larry Shinoda. It was actually done by a designer named Bill Porter, who, again, I think he ran the studio for a little bit there. A really time period rendering of what we think is the Mako Shark. So it's a fun Instagram account. They're Corvette related. We try to pick them up. There's some interesting things in there. A couple of months back, they had a concept for the Serve 5. Serve being the Chevrolet Research Engineering Vehicles line. They've done four of them that were Corvette and they kind of made this one up as a fifth one. So there's always something interesting and cool and you never know what you're going to see coming out of there just because of all the years of access they have to those archives. Again, just why this is on the lighter side is just fun stuff to see. We like the Corvette history. Absolutely right. And if you're an Instagrammer, you can follow them. It's General Motors Design. I follow them on Instagram and it's really cool to see all that stuff. And finally, Keith, our last story is Everyday Driver from YouTube looks at the new C8 versus the Lexus LC500 as which one is the best for golf. That was kind of crazy, but you know what? A lot of cars these days are judged. And how many times do people say, but will the C8 carry a bag or two of golf clubs? 
That was kind of the reasoning behind this comparison because there's no golf in this video. They don't even show you the golf bags, I think, in the bag. They just drive. They talk about performance. They talk about what you're going to be feeling like when you pull up to the club and then get out and go get your golf bag out of the back. So there's no golf involved in this. So if you're thinking golf and you're rolling your eyes, go watch it because they do this review. It's incredible scenery. They drive. It's very well done in terms of the hosts. And he does set it up. He says, think about all the different times that a car is marketed because it holds a golf bag in the back. So one of the hosts at the end, he kind of asked this and it really kind of struck me a little bit. He's like, what other sports car design or the engineering of these cars that are impacted by sports? You can think, well, obviously racing is the easy one, but golf is the other one. You might see some marketing with mom picking up the kids from the soccer match in the SUV or the minivan, but nothing quite like measuring bags and making sure that they can fit in the back of a C8. It's an interesting review. And again, the scenery and the video is great. So I go watch it. And all these videos that we are talking about on this podcast today can be seen on CorvetteBlogger.com. So make sure you visit Keith's website as well. Keith, thanks for being here on Corvette today. We'll do the same thing again in two weeks. Sounds great, Steve. Happy to be here. Uh, hopefully everybody's out there driving their cars, having fun. If you see another Corvette coming at you, make sure you throw the Corvette wave. Thanks for listening to Corvette today. And thanks to our sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.